we have so many different, you know, evolving areas of our lives as moms. Um, and that I think sometimes we put so much unnecessary pressure on ourselves because we hear this buzzword, work-life balance, work-life balance. Um, but it's really you knowing what season you're in, embracing it, um, and then just being consciously aware um, of that when you're, you know, prioritizing what's important to you on a daily and a weekly basis. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. If you are wondering how to make the most of your time, you are not going to want to miss this interview with today's guest, Rebecca Kay. Rebecca is a mom of three, including twins. She has built two online businesses while working full-time, and attributes these achievements to the systems that have helped her run her businesses on a limited time schedule. As a systems and automations expert, Rebecca is passionate about helping other female entrepreneurs burnout-proof their businesses and unlock time freedom. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm so excited to finally be on the show I know it's been a while we've been talking about this, so I'm really excited to be here today. And I actually just was on your website right before the call, and I downloaded your Business Builder Starter Guide. And just the title of it alone, it says, 10 Steps to Building a Wildly Successful Business so that you can have more financial freedom to do what fulfills you. And that is exactly what... I am looking for and what my listeners are looking for today. So most of the guests that I have on my show are stay-at-home moms who work at home earning at least $2,000 per month. And you are still, you are working from home, but you you have a nine-to-five corporate job that you work. So you have help um, with your little ones while you're doing that. Have you ever considered being a stay-at-home mom who didn't work? Kind of tell us about your story with working and motherhood. Yes, yes. I definitely have considered that a few times. Um, And I think it's still something I would like to do eventually, um, which is why I have my side hustle coaching business. Because for me, that's sort of my sort of plan to integrate eventually into being full-time at home. Um, but yeah, I think everyone has different seasons in their lives. So I remember when um, I start when I just got married, I was I stayed at home for quite a long time, but I kind of felt unfulfilled. Like I knew there was something more for me. And at that time, you know, the most viable options were to get a job. And that's what I did. Um, but then I started to kind of see more opportunities once I got back into corporate um and you know i started with an online boutique that was the first business i started um transitioned out of that i kind of fell out of love with it and it was logistically it was quite um a nightmare um handling products fulfilling orders um but i still learned a lot from it and that's kind of the foundation that i use to set up my current coaching practice or business um so yeah i think the journey is different for everyone so you just need to embrace 
where you are in your life and make the most of it. And I think what this season has taught us specifically is that there are so many opportunities available for us moms. You do not need to be in, you know, the corporate limelight to have the success and the fulfillment that you want. You can do it from the comfort of your home and still get to be a present mom. Yes, I totally, totally agree with that. There are so many opportunities and, you know, getting a chance to meet so many women who are doing things in sort of an unconventional way and earning um, substantial income doing it while they have so much more time for their families is one of the things that I'm really learning. And what I'm excited about too is, you know, in our um, generation right now, we're learning how to do it. So we're kind of having to break that ground. But when I think about, um, you know, young women who may be teenagers right now or in their early 20s and they haven't started their families yet, I think, wow, Mm -hmm. they're able to look ahead. Like, for example, when I was a teenager, I always knew when I have kids, I want to stay at home with them. But back then, I mean, because I'm 40 now, but back then, it just, it seemed like it was either or. You're either going to go to work or you're going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I didn't really know how to prepare for that. And so as my journey took longer than I thought it would to become a mom due to infertility, um, you know, then I thought, well, I need to have a career then. And so I went Mm -hmm. on a career path. But I think, you know, looking back, had I known what I know now, I think that I would have started to prepare for the lifestyle that I wanted earlier. And, you know, maybe instead of choosing a career that was outside of the home, I would have started to take those steps. But um, I do love that, you know, everything that we do in our lives leads us to where we're at now. And I wanted to ask you, what do you believe about the concept of work and life balance? What, What are your ideas about that? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. There's so much debate around work-life balance. Personally, I look at it as work-life prioritization because at every different stage in your life, there will be something that will be more important than the other thing. So, for example, when you are a new mom, right, your focus, your attention is fully on, you know, your newborn baby. And maybe you're running a business as a stay-at-home mom. Obviously, at that point in time, raising and nurturing this baby is way more important than your business. And therefore, your time allocation will probably reflect that. And there'll be other times in your life where, you know, maybe the kids are older. Maybe you're at a point where you can actually dedicate more time for your business. And it's not to say that your business is going to be more important than your kids or something. It's just that you put more priority towards it, but you still need to be intentional about the other areas of your life that are important. So I look at it more as prioritization and just being present in the moment or the time or the season that you are in, in your life and knowing that it's okay. It's okay if your business is not top priority at some point in your life, it's okay Because we have so many different, you know, evolving areas of our lives as moms 
Um, and that I think sometimes we put so much unnecessary pressure on ourselves because we hear this buzzword, work-life balance, work-life balance. Um, but it's really you knowing what season you're in, embracing it, um, and then just being consciously aware um, of that when you're, you know, prioritizing what's important to you on a daily and a weekly basis. Very good. I also wanted to ask you, have you as a working mom experienced mom guilt and how do you combat that if you have? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I have probably experienced that more often than anyone else I know at my age. Um, because of, you know, some of the decisions I made, like going back to work and then starting a business while working and while trying to raise a family at the same time. But I think over the last few months and probably one to two years, I've kind of come to realize that it doesn't really go away completely. You just have to be aware of it and know what triggers it. And then know how to deal with it. And usually for me, it triggers when I haven't really spent a full present time with my kids, even if it's just 30 minutes or an hour a day. That's when I really get those serious bouts of mom guilt. Um, and then I know that, okay, I need to be more present with them. I need to really give them more time. And when I am with them, I am not scrolling on Instagram trying to see who's DMing me to ask me about my services. I am fully present with them. And then they also know that when mommy's working, she's working. And when she's finished working, she is going to give you know, us time to play with her. That's really good because I'm, I'm dealing with that now. So um, I since so starting the podcast and my official launch day will be tomorrow or July 2nd. So by the time this airs, it'll be passed. But I find myself, especially in the last couple of weeks, you know, really doing, having to do a lot to get ready for this launch and feeling more mom guilt because it's like, uh, I'm, you know, he's playing in the background or he is, you know, mm -hmm. build a tall tower with them or whatever. It is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got to check this and see if this. So how do you, I guess, how do you schedule that? How do you prioritize that? Or what advice do you have for moms that are dealing with that? I think it depends on, you know, the scale at which you're dealing with it. Um, so it's just being very aware of when are you actually, are you even sch scheduling time in your calendar or in your planner to be with the kids? And I'm not talking about putting them to bed. I'm talking about really being present and doing what you know they love doing with you the most. Um, so I, I would say that's probably the first step that you should take. And then maybe there's also mindset work you need to do because at the end of the day, a lot of the things we do for ourselves, our kids benefit so much from it. So maybe it's also having that mindset shift to know that, yes, there might be a few sacrifices right now, but there'll be some long-term gains that even they will get to benefit from because of, you know, the time and investments you're making into you know, your other priorities like your business. I want you to expand on that a little bit, that concept of, you know, how they will benefit because of something that we're doing for ourselves. 
maybe that self-care piece. Yes, yes. So one of the things um, I, you know, my husband keeps reminding me is you can't fill from an empty cup, first of all. So if you haven't taken care of yourself and your needs, it's going to be difficult to give to your kids what you don't have, right? So it's important to fill your cup first. If, you know, running your business is part of self-care for you because it's fulfilling, by all means, make time for that. Um, but still make sure you're aware of the time that you're, you know, dedicating to your kids as well um, because you'll be a better mom. For me, I've found that, you know, as a business owner, I've become a better mom to my kids than before I had a business because I am so much more fulfilled and I can give them more fulfillment in return. Wow. It, you know, thinking about it that way, it really has a mindset shift. And I think for so many of us moms during all of childhood, but especially when our kids are so little and they really need so much from us, it can yes. Very, very difficult to remember how important that self-care piece is and how important it is, like you said, to fill our cup so that we have enough to give to them. Yes. Yeah, that I love that so much. And then that kind of goes into my next question, which is, why do you think moms make good business owners? That is a very good question. I think... There's, there's some special resilience that we build as moms. Um, and it's kind of related to this whole super mom notion. We build so much resilience that we're not aware of. Just the motions of becoming a mom in the first place. There are, there's so much we go through. Our body changes. You know, our hormones change. We go through so many different changes on the physiological, physical, emotional state. And to go move past that and, you know, still be able to fulfill all our other responsibilities, that in itself is such an achievement. Um, and that resilience is one of the key requirements to be a successful business owner. And I think that alone really makes us stand out as moms because we, we can't back down to failure, really there's no mom who wants to fail, right? When it comes to raising their kids. And in the same way as a business owner, um, you know, failure is part of building a successful business. And I think those are some of the key strengths and characteristics that we sort of build as we become and as we continue to be moms that are going to be so helpful in being a successful entrepreneur. I love that. I want you to talk now about your coaching business and what is it that you do on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week business? Um, you know, just what are some of the aspects of that career? Yes, yes, that's a good question. Um, so I have pivoted a bit from my coaching business because I realized initially I was giving way too much of my energy than was necessary. Um, and I think that's also something to be aware of as you venture into business as a stay-at-home mom, to be very aware of that because remember, like I said, you can't feel from an empty cup. Um, so I remember I used to, you know, coach my clients every week. We would have 
one hour sessions every single week for three months straight out. And I was burnt out, flat out from that experience. So I've kind of, you know, refined how I operate my business. And now I kind of do more of check-ins with my clients. I give them work. We continue to communicate on Voxer or WhatsApp. Um, and that way I've freed up so much time and I can still be present and available to them and, you know, be there from an energetic point of view without burning myself out. Um, and then, of course, systems have for sure saved me because that's something I didn't have in my first business. So just having the systems to have structure in your business, to be able to build your business on a solid foundation has been really key for me um, in my coaching business. And that's really what I help my clients with is really building those systems, whether it's your client management system, if you're a service provider or your content management system so that you don't get burnt out when you're trying to, you know, create new content every single day. Um, those are really the areas that I help um, using automations, but also using, you know, processes and making sure that you're not you're not sort of recreating or reinventing the wheel every time you do, especially the repetitive tasks in your business. Um, and that's where my, you know, my clients get major, major wins and breakthroughs. Yes. So when I started this podcast, um, it was really only within the last couple of months that I even started reaching out and looking for guests and mm -hmm. I, at first I was like, well, this is going to be fine because I just need a few guests, you know, but it very quickly started to be like, oh, this is going to take up a lot of my time, you know, so I had to make some templates and you know, some copy and paste, but now I'm getting to the point where I can really see the need for automations and mm -hmm. I'm really happy that I did put some processes and systems in place in the early days, but yes, starting to get to that point where it's kind of beyond my scope of knowledge <laughs> as to okay, now how do I bump this up a level to make it even more manageable and take up less of my time. So it sounds like, you would be able to help like someone like me with things like that, correct? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm definitely going to be following you. <laughs> I may be reaching <laughs> out for some coaching. Please do, please do. Um, yeah, because I know it's exciting when you're starting a new business, but you realize, you know, once you're in, there are a lot of hidden costs in terms of the time you have to spend doing some certain things in your business. Yes. Um, and that's where really systems and automations come in to streamline that process um, so that you don't burn out. That's really good. So you said that you started out with an online boutique and then, and at first you were enjoying it, but then you kind of fell out of love with that and you decided to get into coaching. Was mm -hmm. it a difficult transition to go from the online boutique to coaching or did you already have some people who were like, tell me how to do what you're doing. How did that come about? Yeah, that's spot on, Stephanie. So I had a few people ask me, you know, how do you do all these things? How do you manage all these things? Um, and at first, I actually started into, I, I ventured into blogging. So I would do a lot of blogs on, you know, how to manage your day as a mom, how to manage your time, 
Um, and then eventually I realized that, you know, some of the core problems of business owners is way deeper than just managing time. It's going back to the foundations of how they've set up their business. Um, and that's really what inspired me to go into systems and automations. Um, but yeah, the, the definitely getting questions about, you know, how I do all the things and me helping people. Um, even before I would charge for it, made me realize that, okay, there actually is an opportunity here for me to monetize the skills that I've acquired from my business, even though, you know, I kind of fell out of love with it. <laughs> That's very understandable. So now that you have your coaching business in place, um, do you foresee a time when you'll be able to step away from the nine to five and just have this be your full-time income and part-time hours? Yes, that is definitely the plan. But the one thing I do not want to do is to leave a full-time job and start and go into a full-time business. Um, I really want to set it up so that it's in line with the kind of lifestyle I want to have. And I think we talked a bit about this earlier, um, Stephanie. Um, and it's really important also as a stay-at-home mom that you you have that vision um, when you're running or starting your business as to how you want it to look like in the grand scheme of your life so that it doesn't take over your life, so that you are still in control of your business and how much time you get to spend on it. Exactly. And I, before starting my podcast and when I was really just doing a lot of research and thinking, what can I do from home? That was one of the biggest um, things that kind of was a hindrance to me is I would see these different types of jobs or businesses I could start. And I would just think, but how much time is that going to take? You know, because I want to be present for my son. I don't want to be, mm -hmm. you know, have to put him in a daycare or get a babysitter every single day. You know, I don't mind doing mm -hmm. sometimes, but I really had that vision of how can I do this and be with him as much as possible? And so that's what's really set me on this journey of um, podcasting and just getting to interview so many moms who are actually doing it and in the process of it. And I believe that, you know, there's also a lot of listeners out there who are not yet stay-at-home moms, and they mm -hmm. are still working because they need to have that income for their families, but they would like to transition to that. And so that was a reason why I wanted to have you on as a guest, because I feel like you can offer so much value to the listeners and mm -hmm. wanting to set up their businesses. Like you said, to have that vision and to get it set up correctly from the start so that it's mm -hmm. all of your time. Yes. So happy that you've been here. And I want to ask one last question. What advice do you have for moms who need to earn income for their families, but also want to be at home full time with their kids and they're feeling a little bit stuck and they just don't know what to do next? I think I would say start small. So maybe start with just one hour a day and start to look around, you know, do a bit of research, get into Facebook groups for moms in business. There are a ton of Facebook groups out there. Um, start just getting inspiration from what other moms are doing. 
Um, and then the next thing is to probably get help because you don't want to go on this route alone um, because it's going to take you so much longer and you're going to waste so much time. So if you, if you have the means to invest in a coach who can help you show you the ropes of whatever business it is that you've decided to go into, by all means do it. Um, but always remember you are in control of how much time you dedicate to your business. Of course, spending less time on your business might take longer to get, you know, those income goals that you want, but it's not going to result in you compromising in what kind of lifestyle you want to live at the end of the day. So just be grateful and, you know, own your journey and it's going to look different to everyone else's, um, but, you know, own it and get the help and yeah, enjoy the ride. Oh, that is so good. And, you know, even if you're not at a point right now where you can afford to financially invest in coaching, there are still so many free resources out there. And just like you offer the free business builder starter guide, um, you know, do you have any other free resources or anything else that we can find out about uh, you and, and your coaching? Tell us where we can learn more. Yes, I have the perfect guide for your listeners. It is a guide to help them find time for their business. 10 easy steps to do that. It is at rebeccak.co forward slash time. And I'm sure you're going to find it so helpful because it's free. And you can also join my Facebook group where I talk about all things productivity, how systems can help you to grow your business and scale it up without spending more time. Um, and you know things to do with time management which I know all moms need help with so feel free to join my Facebook group as well it's busytobossmoms.com awesome and I have already joined the Facebook group so I will definitely be in touch with you Rebecca thank you so much for being here thank you so much Stephanie I had so much fun doing this The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners. So reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.